welcome to the fifth episode of Project Habibi. My name is Ken Rafi and I'm your host. For the last episode, we talked about what makes one ready for marriage. And that was strictly for the brothers episode. This time around, I have my sisters in the house and we're going to get into the same conversation from the angle of the sisters. I'm excited. Can you tell? I have two amazing sisters in the house. One single sister, one married sister, because of course, we love to balance out conversations on Project Habibi. So if you haven't listened to the brothers episode, please make sure you check it on the podcast as it is still life. So now let me introduce my guest into the house. I'm going to start today with the single sister in the house. Her name is Sophia Bello. Sophia Bello, please introduce yourself. All right. My name is Sophia Bello and I'm a journalist. That's interesting. Are you like a print journalist or are you like a TV, radio, which exactly? Basically online 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 that's amazing okay all right i also have another amazing person in the house this person so much a bundle of joy online as well so i'm just gonna say thank you so much for joining in rihanna please introduce yourself hello 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 hi hi my name is rihanna ojo oba i'm a vlogger I'm a mom and most importantly I call myself a kindness ambassador because every day I go into the world to tell people to show love, kindness and compassion to each other every single day, respect and dignity just so that the world can be a better place. So yes, that is me, Rihanna Ojoba. Okay, so let's get into this conversation. I'm going to start with Rihanna because you seem to be the one that has done this thing called marriage that we'll be talking about today. So I mean, it means that you already sort of know what makes one ready for marriage so i'm going to start with the very first question i have here which is what determines a woman's readiness to get married in your opinion first of all individuals are not types what determines it for me definitely just might not be what determines it for you but talking from my experience with okami is how do i put it the way that okay no is for me growing up my parents didn't have that whole marriage thing you know, I'm from a polygamous family and I grew up wanting it so desperately. Like I was like, I wanted love. I read books, I watched movies and then it reminded me that, oh, this thing that I want, I do not have it. So I always said I wanted love, marriage, like for us. I always said it since I was a child, you know. My grandma died when I was, at, I think, nine. And my mom said when, when they put her in the ground, I was saying, oh, grandma, you didn't wait till my wedding. I was nine. Like when she told me, I'm like, nine, how, how, do, how, what does that even mean? And it reminded me of how much I really wanted this thing, you know. Then I met my husband when I was 19. And it was like my like first special serious relationship. And he was incredible. Like he treated me with dignity, love, respect, everything. And then the way that he treats me was so beautiful. And I was like, okay, I'm not married to this person, but these are the qualities I would like to have in a man. And it was one of the things that triggered me. So I'm like, this, this beautiful thing continues every day. I want the continuity. I want someone to treat me like this every single day for the rest of my life, you know? So it wasn't about if I had a job or if I had my life figured. It was just, oh, this person treats me amazing. And that was it for me. Mm. That was it for me. Oh, yeah, there was a part where I said, I wouldn't get married if I do not have a job because it, it wasn't even realistic because my husband was, mm, it wouldn't have even worked because everybody was doing something with their life. But for me, it was just that the way that this person continued, continued to treat me, I'm like, I want to see this thing forever, every single day. And it, it, basically, that was it, really. 
Mm. For me, yeah, yes, yeah, for me. Okay, yeah. so I, I get that you spoke from your angle of you sort of were able to meet this person and you sort of realized, okay, this person has all that I would want to do. So why am I still? Why am I gonna look at any other thing to hold myself back? But let's assume, right, that this situation didn't happen and now we're trying to look at it from a general angle what are some things that you would advise a woman to say before you are saying i'm ready for marriage you have to have this this and this lockdown the first step is having a honest conversation with yourself Mm. with yourself everybody has marriage every day oh marriage marriage but you as a person are you really ready for this whole marriage thing knowing for the world that comes with lots of sacrifices you know what i mean yeah so many things you can't you can't foresee and no matter how you prepare, you would still meet them in front. Mm. So I think for me, the generally, the first thing is, I don't want to say having it at the back of your mind, but knowing fully well that, I don't know how to put it in English. Can you truly be ever ready for marriage, really? Mm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you can truly, I don't know. Okay, we can say, oh, I'm ready to get married. I want to be in someone's house. So I want to be with this person. But the marriage itself, is a, it's a whole thing. It's a whole concept. It's bigger than the way that it sounds. So if I say, oh, have a job, oh, ensure that you do not have baggage, ensure you've seen therapists, the truth is all the things that come up in the marriage and you, you might feel like you didn't even go through these things that you thought you didn't need or needed for marriage. Mm, mm. So you can have a job, you can have everything going on for you, but maybe you're just, in, in real life, you're not as patient as you you need to be for, because marriage comes with a level of patience. Now you're beginning you just might think you have it. Some of it. You're beginning to bring out. Yeah, you, you might think you, you, you might just think, yeah, exactly. You might just be like, okay, then you sorrow. Oh, I'm level at it. Oh, I'm content. And then you're in it and you're like, okay, what this person is throwing at me, the level of my sabbar can't take it. For, for me, I just think it is, first of all, saying to yourself, oh, this whole, ma-. some people do not like the idea of marriage. But I think what, when you say readiness, like, oh, I actually love the idea of marriage. Mm. As long as this person just takes, let's say, two boxes, whatever comes our way, we can actually deal with it. We can make it work. As long as both parties are in it together, trying to make it work. It's not like I'm just in it by myself so it's just basically saying okay this whole marriage thing i'm willing to give it a try regardless of the things i've heard about it regardless of what it involves regardless of what's gonna come so it's like mentally prepare it's like mentally preparing yourself for parenting you can't opt out but you know you're gonna put in a lot of work mm. and mm. you kind of have to be a mom to get it so that's how marriage is you kind of have to get married to actually have the full concept of what you said yes to it absolutely does make sense because i think from everything that you've said is basically just for you what determines that readiness is when you're able to have that honest conversation with yourself exactly you know for when i had the brothers episode the brothers talked about you know for a man there are some certain things like i mean you have to be financially stable to a certain degree because you're going to have to cater for this woman based on islamic principles but when it comes to a woman it's it's a different ball game for a woman is you have to sort of have a mental a mental agreement exactly it's more mental than physical and financial so i I get what you're saying so i think i'm going to go to safia on this one safia you haven't you know decided to plunge into the marriage net yet (laughs) so i'm assuming that for you there's somewhere in your mind where you feel maybe i'm not ready or maybe there are some things i have to get into place that haven't clicked yet so for you i would love to hear from your own angle you know regardless of what we've talked about what do you think that is important for a woman to have before she decides yep i'm ready where's the missus title i think number one a woman should know her self-worth i think that's really important Mm -hmm. um 
she shouldn't rely on another human being to fulfill everything that she's looking for to make her happy. I think at times most women look for a partner that fulfills what they feel is lacking in their lives. Mm. So if you're able to check yourself and understand yourself to what you want and what you need, you should be able to find a point that balances yourself, not completes you, because you should be able to complete yourself first. Because it should be two holes, not just half a person, half a person needs to become one. Do you understand? Yeah, I get that. You should be able to know exactly what you want and what you need from another, not just the spouse, but another human being. I think that's really important. And most people don't know that. I think at times, women, we feel like our spouses are a different species, but they're just human beings. Like um, everyone has their own background, history, where they come from, what they went through. I think you have to learn to adapt to that, understand where they're coming from, rather than oh, all men are like this, or all all women are like this, or are like that. Or if my friends happen to go through this, I'm going to go through that as well. So we have to be open-minded to the person we're trying to get married to, because we have to understand who they are as human beings. And most women, I feel, at times, maybe nowadays, we don't really get to understand. So it depends on women. It depends on the woman. She has to know what is good for her. Hmm. I like the angle you're coming from because, like yeah, what is good for her. Yeah, I really like the angle that Sophia brought this conversation from. Especially when you say you have to be able to complete yourself. You have to be able yes. to, if you're sad, you have to be able to know what can make you happy, even if this other person is not in the equation. And those are really yeah. those are really valid points that you raised there. So I think I might just stick with you for this next question that I want to ask, which okay. is age or maturity. Which is most important for a woman to have when it comes to the issue of getting married? Definitely maturity. And how do you define life experiences, maturity? I guess. Maturity mentally, not necessarily physically. Physically doesn't really have much to do with it. But you have to be obviously matured in the physical sense, meaning you've reached puberty. But aside from that, I don't think it has much to do with it. Maturity meaning you should be able to relate with someone through experience. Sometimes when we go through things, especially from our childhood, it usually affects us as adults. So if you're able to weed your way through your own experience, your own hurt or your own pain, I think you should be able to understand another person's perspective on different things. Sometimes you might think that maybe if someone acts the same way someone else had acted back when we were younger, that means the person's intending to do the same thing to us. But it might not be so. Maybe it's just something, maybe they were having a bad day or something like that. Mm. So if we're able to understand someone, I think from a genuine perspective, not because we want something from them, to be able to read out exactly mm-hmm. what kind of a man you're looking for. I really like the angle you break that from. And I'm going to go to Rihanna because Rihanna said she met the man she wanted to marry at 19. I relate to that because I met the person I got married to at 18. And the issue of Muslim women are being pushed to marry early. Muslim women, I mean, the the issue of early marriage is something that is a different topic entirely. But it's a conversation Mm. that comes always around Muslim women. Most people feel like Muslim women are pushed to get married, married at an age where they are not ready for it, at an age where they are too young to understand what's happening. But at the same time, you have people like me meeting somebody who I wanted to get married to at 18 and I fully knew what I was getting myself into. People like you, Rihanna, who met somebody who you wanted to get married to at 19 and fully understanding what you wanted to do. So for you, how much 
does age really play in in this conversation? How much how much does age really play in this conversation? Because I don't know how best to put this question, Brianna. Um, of course, I, I met that. I met my husband at nineteen, and <clears throat> I was in my final year. I couldn't have married my nineteen because in my head, ideally, when you finish school, if you have money, you do another degree. That's the master's. But if you don't, if you're lucky, you should get a job. You should work. That's how it was in my head. As much as oh, I liked the idea of love, it was just fortunately I met him at nineteen, and it was marriage because oh, I said I wanted this thing. So the person that came into my life was was just. He came strong saying, oh, if things really work out, I'd love to marry you. So in my head, oh, this person is dating me to get married to me. You get what I mean? So I could have been in my final year at 25. I could have been in my final year at 29. I know probably if I met someone amazing, it would have still been to marry this guy, you know. And for me, I think it is maturity goes a long way. There's some things that happens and my husband would just treat them like in an amazing way. And I'm like, I aspire. I always tell him, I was like, babe, I aspire to this level of maturity. When I'm talking to my friends, I'm like, I aspire to X, Y, Z level of maturity because some things would happen that you don't, some things you have to handle and it requires, I don't even have to say deep understanding, but I think the English word is maturity here. To be able to resolve conflicts, for example, you know what I mean? Especially conflicts. I don't know if you get it's 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 a lot, especially when two people are angry at each other at the same time. But it takes a level of I don't know if it's a maturity or grace for you to just know when to not say some things and know when to say some things. There's an age where you probably think, oh, I should say everything, but you get to a stage you like, there's no point. Let me just let it go. Not like you letting it go and not address some issues, but it's just like for the moment not to be as heated as as fire let me put it that way so maturity goes a long way and i think it's, it's i don't want to say it's more important than age because for some people it can, age just might be as important as maturity but for me it is that it's, it's definitely definitely maturity really i agree with maturity and you know one thing when you talk about conflict <laughs> i told you guys i've had a really difficult week i've had a lot of like this week mm-hmm. has been one where i've had to deal with resolving conflict and anger and stuff and honestly even though I, like I said, I did meet the person I, I wanted to get married to at 18. I didn't jump into the marriage thing as well until I was 23. But yes, you guys are both right. Or should I say you ladies are both right when it comes to maturity because there are so many things that at, mm-hmm. an, at a particular age, regardless of how mature you are, your age will play into You can't something. handle. You can't handle. You just mismanage. Exactly. And honestly, even though I'm 28 right now, I'm still mismanaging something. Thank you. That's the word. I'm 29 and I'm still like, I've been married for five years, but why can't I do this like this? Like, how do people do these things? Then I said to myself, Timato Maria at 35, it just still might be like this because it takes it. See, it's it's and that's because you don't even know the conflict you would still resolve. You don't know the things your partner would throw at you or life itself. I'm telling so you. So you acting in XYZ way, you don't even know. You, you like you don't even know what's gonna be thrown at you. But to resolve and to be able to let me use the word rise above, it takes a lot of uh, I don't even know the word. It's hard. They really try. <laughs> I was just struggling. So imagine at 19, I got married. <laughs> I would have left her maybe. If I married, I married in February. So if I married at 19, I would have left in Boya May. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I 
I think I probably broken somebody's head at that time because I had a lot of anger in me at the time. I had a lot of anger from so many things. Like, say, if I refer to childhood trauma and stuff, I had a lot of anger. And even till now, I'm still having to, you know, I, I think I've mastered it. And then all of a sudden it's boom. And I'm like, oh my God, how did it? So yeah, maturity does help you to grow to a certain Exactly. And help you, you know, handle so many things. So let's move to another question that I have, which is, I think we've been even brushing on it, you know, silently but now let's get into it very well. so um i'll start with, with you rihanna on this one what are some things that a, a woman has to unlearn while growing or becoming different things even if you meet somebody you want to get married to before you get married to the person are there some certain things that you have to unlearn i will say one thing for for myself before i you know allow you speak i had to unlearn selfishness i grew up a very selfish person <laughs> and i'm going to explain it this way in the sense that if i am not going to gain from something either emotionally physically whatever way i'm not going to do it but when i planned to get married and all the years that i had you know to to do my courtship and everything with my husband i sort of realized that for you to get married you have to be able to accommodate some other people's desires even when you are not getting nothing from that thing so for me selfishness was one thing that i needed to unlearn before i got married along with so many other things but i want to hear from you what are your own top two top two or top three things that you think that a lady has to really really unlearn before she gets married we grow every day and the word unlearn i didn't know about the word unlearn till i became the activist that i am and advocate that i am I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Mm. So it was when I was in the field, when I'm like, practicing this thing that we do this in beautiful advocacy, where we're trying to change so many narratives that understood the meaning of unlearning. So I really can't, I don't, so now before marriage, I do not remember because the, the me at 19, 20, 21 is not the me now. Mm. You, I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I get but then that. Generally, I'd, like you said, it takes us back to having a honest conversation. Like, okay, this thing that I'm doing with somebody else, how do I bring you about? Bring Koshiemri tell a Koloshi Marika's attic Dimeji. I don't know the I don't, I don't know how to say that in English. Basically, so you're saying it's no longer example, going to be you. Yeah. Exactly. Accommodating somebody's attic Dimeji. How I used to think before, whatever I do now, I have to start considering this person mm-hmm. that I'm with. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you don't have to be married to someone for you to actually, you don't necessarily have to be married to somebody for you to consider them before making some certain decisions it's just basic courtesy like with you i won't just call you I just be like oh my god guess what i'm traveling to england tomorrow to start my master's in my mind i'm like but we still saw yesterday you didn't even mention it you don't surprise people with things like that it's a life-changing decision for you that you should look your partner in just so yeah we're not for permission but it's just oh my life is taking this turn how are we gonna how are we gonna work in this new life what i'm about to start mm. so basically yeah, so in that sense, like communication, like it says, not being selfish. Like it's two people, carry them along, explain things to them. They're not witches, they kind of assume for you. Just carry, make, make, make them feel like, I see you, I hear you, this thing you're doing, we need together. So that way it doesn't feel like you're selfish about decisions you make or things that you do. So that's me using your example. I hope you get what I mean. Yes, <laughs> I, I absolutely get what you mean. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I think that another thing that I also struggled with was giving up control. I'm a very independent mm. person. Very, I'm very independent. In fact, the, the thing that scared me the most in my life was, you mean I would have to talk to somebody to say I'm going so-so place? You mean? Like how dare me? Really? Because Do I, I necessarily have to? 
True. Because you know, Islamically, you have to tell your husband and and sort of let him in the loop and take his permission exactly. when you want to go to some certain yeah. places. You know, and I mean, he's he's not also um he's not also supposed to be wicked and say don't go to important places like maybe hospital or work exactly. and stuff. But you have to put him in a loop. And for me, that was, I was like, you really are you serious? Like I used to travel to anywhere. I didn't used to tell the people that gave it to me. But now you're saying if I don't tell this man, I could literally be getting in some seen for myself so i understand what you're saying but sophia let me hear from you what do you think a lady has to unlearn in the process i agree of with ready? i agree with you both um selfishness communication independence yeah those are all big issues but i think there's also this thing that we sometimes think that our parents marriage will reflect how our marriages will be like so if mm. it is good for them we feel like everything will be perfect or if it's bad for them we feel like everything will be bad so we're extra cautious so I think we need to understand the difference that we're not the same people and we're not marrying the same people. We have to understand our partners for who they are, learn their likes, their dislikes, their boundaries, then we'll be able to cross that. Communication is a big thing because sometimes you might say one thing while the other person feels one thing and you don't intend to cause issues or problems or hurt them. But if you don't explain from your side, they might feel maybe the way they were raised or the way they perceive things that you are attacking them, it's going to cause a rift that you can't really fix until you break that barrier of communication. Hmm, you raise That's a really, deep. yeah, you, uh, wow, you guys, <laughs> you really raise a really deep point there, Sophia, because a lot of us, yeah, we, the kind of, the only marriages that we've known in our lives are the ones that our parents have. And it's quite yeah. interesting because it's either you're using them as a good example or you're using them as a sort of bad example. Is either you yeah. want to model your marriage like them or you don't want to model your marriage like theirs. And whichever way that coin is, it can affect you because you're going to meet someone else who has his own different idea. And instead of trying exactly. to understand this person and coming together and bringing about this fantastic new idea, you want to copy and paste. And to be honest, I suffered from this because I came from a home where my parents made me feel like if you did not get married, you are yours. What are you doing in this world? Are you are you a human being? <laughs> that was how I they made me feel. And so when I got married, there are so many things that my parents used to do that I felt like I and my husband needed to do because if we did this, we're going to be as fantastic a couple as my parents. But truth exactly. is. He's not into those things. So over time, we've had, we've had to grow and bring up our own traditions. So that's a really valid point. And I think, Rihanna, when we were talking at the beginning, you mentioned the fact that you really also didn't see that fantastic happy marriage and you wanted to create that for yourself. Exactly. So that's also like, you know, on the other side of the world as well. Like me, I'm trying to make my marriage fit into this box but you are doing everything to make sure that, you know, you don't fit into that box. So yeah, what Sophia said is really a valid point. Wow. Very deep things. Okay. So for the final question, I wanted to go to Rihanna on this one. And I wanted to ask you, because I know that, yeah, you're married, but I know you also do have, you know, friends and people who are not married and people who are saying, man, Rihanna, I get that you're kindness ambassador. But I know that there are some people who would probably maybe enter your DMs and tell you, see, all this thing you're just talking is nonsense. I'm not ready exactly. to get married. So for you, Rihanna, what do you think is the reason why some women are like, this marriage thing, Nah, nah, I don't, I don't think this is for me. For me, if based on the things that we see and we hear, and I have friends, like you said, like when I talk about my husband to some of my friends, they'll be like, we are happy for you, but we are not good. We pray it doesn't end in tears. So it's like at the back of your their mind that, so the first step is 
just take that yeah the english people will say love is a risk okay i like this person i'm gonna give it a hundred regardless you cannot miss out on something as beautiful as love because of the things you're thinking would happen or because of the actions or inactions of people that have been in your life or in your lives or whatever so for me it's just that really it's mostly the heartbreak and it can be in any form violence or infidelity or lies or dishonesty or whatever things that you know would literally break your heart that people are already avoiding but they have to be in it to I don't want you to experience it because why should you experience those things? So basically, that's just it. The fear of what's going to happen or the, the fear of the unknown. I think that's what they call it. Mm. Yes, that's it. Mm. Yes, that's the word. The fear of what is bio going to do to me? Ah, I mean, it's crazy, but that's mainly it's really. Wow, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I see everything that happens on social media. I feel like, yeah, the fear of the... Even when I had the brothers episode, that was one thing that the brothers echoed as well. The fact that, oh my God, there's like the fear of the unknown. Am I going to marry the right person? Is she going to exactly. be and all of that? Okay, let me hear from Sophia. Sophia is still, you know, she's still right there in the markets. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you guys, the fear of the unknown. But I feel like mm. in the end, we don't always know what will happen tomorrow for everything or anything. Yeah. So we really have to get past it. It's not easy, of course, mm. because we're all emotional. Mm. We have emotions. Mm. But it's something we have to get past. You know, social media is very dangerous these days. We get to see so many different stories about people being abused mentally, physically, emotionally, uh-huh. everything. So it naturally causes fear and concern to everyone, even those that are not even married or those that don't even want to get married. Mm-hmm. So for those that are married, I think they have to be very confident in who they married and in themselves and their relationship to know that they can overcome this. Mm-hmm. And it's something you have to think of before you get married to know how your partner deals with um, crisis. I think it's also important. People don't really think of that. You know, you have to maybe test them to some level to see how they will overcome a crisis, a situation, you know, a scenario. Mm. Okay, that, that does make a lot of sense. But I wanted to raise something that the brothers raised when I was on the, when I had the episode with them. And this was the fact that, you know, they feel like a lot of sisters, you know, for a Muslim brother to get married, you have to have mm. some financial things, you have to be able to take care of some things. And they feel like with the economic situation in Nigeria, I mean, the last report on unemployment, 33% and everything keeps rising and rising. And according to one of the brothers I had on the, on the episode, he said, it's like sisters don't care about the fact that things are rising or money is not available they just want to have what they want to have and that is another thing that sort of stop you know brothers from saying ah she's like i cannot afford the kind of life that she might want i don't want to drag do you think that that is a valid reason why some sisters are like nah i want to be able to achieve a b c d e so that even if you can't afford the life for me i can afford the life myself yep i think yeah, well, yeah, I guess. But majority of people, I don't think, are materialistic to that extent. Mm. I think they just need and want a man that will be able to provide their basic needs. Of course, there are women that want what they see on social media. You know, the influence, the, the cars, the bags, the everything. But I think the men have to understand that if you're able to provide the basic, then you should also be able to shoot your shot. That is not every single female that wants to live a billionaire's life. 
And there's some women that naturally like that. Maybe that's how they were raised or that's what they see. Maybe their parents are rich and they, they're used to that lifestyle. So they want to maintain it. So I don't know. It depends on the woman, I guess. Hmm. Wow. This has been really, really interesting. It's been amazing having you here, Sophia, for this conversation. Um, Rihanna, it has Thank also been much. amazing having you here. But before you go, I just wanted to know if, you know, maybe Sophia, do you have anything you want to add? And just right after that, Rihanna as well, maybe you have anything you want to add on this conversation of marriage. You know, women can just sort of get their mind ready for it. Um, I think from what I've noticed from maybe my circle of friends or family is, um, I think it is the last con- the last topic we just talked about, um, what men feel like m- women need or want. Um, not every woman is materialistic. I mean, even women that come from very rich homes, I've seen them to be very humble, well-behaved, and they just want a man to treat them how they're supposed to be treated, how they need to be treated with respect. So I think men have to be brave to some extent to go for what they want. Mm. I love the word brave because a lot of men right now, let me not even say anything before they come for me. Rihanna, please, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, yeah, what I want to say is, uh, what I was talking about is fears the earlier. One thing I didn't say, I'm okay, I'm just going to give an example then I think you're going to get what I'm trying to say. I remember a friend of has said to me one time that oh she's Muslim and she's like that she doesn't want to marry a Muslim guy and when I asked her she was like because she wants to be the only wife and that's a valid reason. I didn't want to I didn't want to come off as judgmental by saying oh but you know that it is wrong blah blah blah. I'm like she's an adult and she can make a choice of man for marriage that she wants. It is it's, a, it's an Allah Alam situation. You get yeah. eventually she got married to a Muslim and every time I think about it I'm just like I truly pray that that thing that she doesn't want it doesn't happen to her mm. you know because we're Muslims that's um, another thing that I know that people generally do not want is nobody truly wants to share their person except we want to lie nobody nobody just like a man cannot picture another person with his wife that's the same way it is for women as well but it's just this constant what if 10 years down the line or maybe like 3 years or 2 days from the marriage it's like oh I want to marry Safiya, Rihanna and Rafiat together without attention, the sexual activities, and it's it's, it's a lot. It's a dangerous combination. Exactly, exactly. So, and women are allowed to have this fear. But then again, you have to get married. I think Safiya said something about rights earlier. I think, was it right or worse? Knowing yeah. your right at the back of your mind. So that thing that you do not want, you can say, okay, based on agreement X, Y, Z, we can do X, Y, Z. So that way there's no, there's no war. I don't know if you get what, I, I don't want to say too much as regards. I, I get, I get the, what you're saying. I mean, you're talking about exactly. the, the conversation of polygyny. That word is always a exactly. problem for me to call, but you know, I get I what you're saying. I can't pronounce it as well, so I just say polygamy. I can't pronounce that word you just pronounced. I don't know how I've struggled. Me, I just called it. If I murdered it, sorry. Yo. So the conversation <laughs> of polygyny is something that is very important in the in the Islamic world and for Muslim women. And I understand. And I think for me, to wrap up on this conversation that we all had, I think what I'll say is women who have who have that kind of fear, discuss with whoever it is that you want to get married to. But at the same time, have it at the back of your mind that you people know change. You have yes, people change. Human beings change. You have your rights. Exactly. You people change. You have your rights. You have what you like. You have what you dislike. But at exactly. the same time, it's also important for brothers to know that. It's not just the idea of polygyny that even scares the women. It's the way that it is being done and practiced. It's like you're literally just, it's like some people feel like, oh, I have a new toy and I'm discarding my 
old toy and that's exactly what really scares women it's like oh my god how do i give all of myself to this person and then 10 years down the line i'm not the latest shining object exactly and it's okay to not be i mean for someone like me it's okay to not be the latest shining object but to blatantly say and feel comfortable that oh yeah you're no longer the new shiny object is another different conversation so maybe brothers can as well yes you're right islam has granted you that and god forbid i mean astagfirullah we there question almighty allah on his decisions and his reasons no we would not do that but you also have to realize that there are ways to do these things there are islamic laid down guidelines reasons and you know come and um steps for you to follow and if you follow all those things trust me a lot more women will be open to the idea as regards fearing so much that my life is over if this happens i think that's what i'm going to say as regards that conversation but as a muslim woman if you feel that that's something you will never you know be able to deal with please have a conversation about it and you know also very important when it comes to the idea of getting married i have to say is please say a lot of prayers whether this person you want to get married to is the apple of your eyes is the best thing since sliced bread or not you need a whole lot of prayers not just for him to behave right but also for you yourself to behave right mm-hmm. because as we all know i don't know the particular verse or the hadith right now nothing that the devil enjoys more than breaking up a happy marriage so you have to pray so many times not just for your husband but for yourself as well because if your husband is not if the, if the shaitan is not getting through your husband he will use you so you have to be able to pray. yeah so you have to be able to pray so much as well i think that's another thing i would love to add that you know if you're ready to get married you have to start praying you know because not just for your husband when you start having children you have to pray for them as well so you know having your prayers on point having those extra you know acts of ibadah lockdown is one thing you should definitely add to some of the things that you should learn you should absolutely have before you get married thank you so much ladies it's been so amazing having you people here i have enjoyed myself i wish i didn't have to go because same here. The one thing that i like to do most same here like it felt like i was talking well, thank to you. real life sisters and i really appreciate that thank exactly. you so much for your time We hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode of Project Habibi. This podcast is powered by Al Imran Islamic Foundation under the initiative of Al Imran Center for Family Affairs. You can send us your contributions, suggestions, feedbacks via our email address which you will find in the show notes or simply follow us on Instagram at @projecthabibi. Mm-hmm.